This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. Welcome to Beyond the Bell Tower. This is Sarah Wright from TRIO, and I am so excited that we get to talk to Eric Graham. When we first talked to him, it was in summer 2017, and he is episode like four or five um, in our first season. Well, do you remember what we talked about? Oh, I mean, we talked about a lot of different stuff. Um, We talked about um, me kind of going from... Uh, the College of Engineering to the College of Textiles and all the in-betweens and ins and outs of that. Um, went through a lot of uh, academic uh, pressure and uh, on top of that social pressures and uh, dealing with depression all while not knowing what was going on with my career, uh, not while not go- knowing what was going on with my uh, school life. It was just a lot going on, um, you know, at the time and uh, just trying to figure things out while trying to maintain, you know, my identity and uh, growth as a human being. So, a um, lot, it was just a lot going on, but, you know, uh, that was two years ago. And, and so now you just graduated in May. Yes, May After 11th. five years. Yeah, yeah. So, we wanted to talk about, it's really important to talk about your last two years mm-hmm. since we last talked. But if you want to first um, give the announcement to everybody. <laughs> yeah, so um, whew, after a what was to me a uh, long process of uh, applying to jobs and uh, constantly getting rejected, I finally got an offer and an offer that I could not refuse. Um, I will now be working with SPX Flow out in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, they engineer specialized solutions in uh, food and beverage industries, power and industry, uh, power and energy industries, and industrial products. They make industrial products as well. And I will be a product manager or in their product manager development program uh, for two years and then become a product manager officially. Um, and again, that's based out in Charlotte. Um, and they offer me a mean salary, um, nearly 50% more than what I had anticipated. So. Um, as a result, um, truly blessed, and uh, my new name is Eric Graham. Never broke again, <laughs> <laughs> which will be true. Yeah, you mean, know, yeah, depending upon the lifestyle I, that I, you want to have. I, um, you know, I've. I mean, we can kind of talk about this too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've over the past couple of years, one of the things I've learned is to uh, manage your money better. Well, manage my money better. Um, I don't. I don't remember if I talked about it in our last podcast, um, but uh, a few years back, I had an internship um, making a lot of money. I come from a single-parent, low-income household, and for me, it was a lot of money. I'd never seen that type of money before, and to make a long story short, I blew it all, um, but 
fortunately, I was able to experience that while in college, uh, and it taught me to manage my money better. So, um, with this new job, um, I will manage my money better out front, um, probably get a financial advisor, um, learn how to invest, um, put my money in different accounts, etc., etc., um, so that I can have my money make money and put my money aside um, so that I will create wealth for myself, but also um, my future family, um, give back to those who are in need as well. So, um, yeah, I will never be broke again as a result of all of that, so those types of things. So. Yeah, and I, th um, yeah, because it was like really exciting when you had let me know about that yesterday. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make the comparison from what your starting salary would have been if you had continued in the College of Education versus the um, College of Textiles. And a lot of times people pick engineering based upon you will get a job and all, all engineering jobs pay well. Pay a lot of money, yeah. Um, that was one of the reasons why I did want to be an engineer coming in, um, coming into the university, you know, as a freshman. Um, kind of grew up, they were, everyone was like, oh, math and science, you're good at math and science, you go to engineering, they make a lot of money. And um, so I'm thinking going in, okay, you know, let's make this money. And, um, you know, long story short, switched out and got into the College of Textiles. And, um, you know, they don't make as much money coming out, statistically speaking, according to NC State's uh, salary averages. Uh, they don't make as much money as engineers do. And um, so I had kind of low salary expectations just given that, even though I'm not working in the College of Textiles, or in my, I'm sorry, in my, in the textile field, um, just had uh, lower expectations just given my degree. And um, turns out uh, this new job offers the same amount, if not a little bit more, um, than what engineers make kind of, uh, entry-level engineers make coming out of college. So um, still got exactly what I wanted uh monetary-wise, uh, financially, um, you know, with this job offer, like I was seeking, uh, you know, coming into the university, so. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, money talks. It, it does talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's speaking to me right now. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, so the your earning potential did not change, because even when we looked up yesterday, um, product managers, like on a national salary scale, like with five years experience, you could be making like 125. Yeah, six and, figures, yeah. Yeah. And so even the earning potential in this field is um, strong. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, one thing someone told me, you know, years ago, a couple years ago, um, you know, when you're in a business-related field like management um, or finance, you know, another business-related field, however, um they may sometimes, not in my case, but sometimes they don't start out as well as an engineer would. But you know, over the course of you, you, your earning potential uh, over years, over time, uh, is greater than an engineer. A lot of times they kind of start out good, and they don't uh, earn as much or uh, get salary increases over time as much as a uh, like a typical manager or business major would. But I mean, I could be wrong. But this is what someone told me, you know, back some time ago, and. I'm making a good, decent amount, and over five years, if I were to be an engineer making the same starting out salary, I probably wouldn't be uh, in the six-figure range uh, as I have the potential to. Um, 
in this position. So, yeah, I mean, your current salary is at the level where, in five with five years' experience, you would be at the level of over a hundred thousand. So, <laughs> so I think that's a strong indicator um, of, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, and I think too, that you understand the amount that that is to invest it and get financial advice, mm-hmm. knowing that you are going to have enough cash left over in paychecks so that you are able to invest Yeah, because from you know since day one to now you haven't really had like disposable income you know where Mm. you had enough money that you could like choose where it would go yeah never in my life have i had that um so you know uh coming from a single parent low-income household um grew growing up just kind of um I tell this example sometimes to some people, but I, I can say it on the podcast. I'm comfortable with it now. Um, I was going to McDonald's or was in the car with my mom one day and um, was just hungry, you know, as a kid. I think I was, I think I was in high school. I don't, I don't remember. But I was, in, I was coming up, and um, I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can we stop by McDonald's? And she said, do you have McDonald's money? And I was like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. like – now I know we're kind of like struggling, right? So, you know, she didn't even want to spend money on, you know, like the, the dollar menu. The, yeah, like the mm-hmm. cheapest fast food places there is in McDonald's. Um, because, I mean, income was that scarce growing up um, at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm in this new realm where I'm making more money. Starting out now, I'm making more money than. Um, you know, than I ever did kind of, than I ever saw growing up, um, mm-hmm. at, at least at one time, you know, so it's just, it's an incredible, exp- uh, it's about to be an incredible experience, it's just, it's just, I haven't even, I haven't even let it all sunk in yet, um, I got the offer Monday, um, and now it's Wednesday, two days later, so it, it's just, it's, it's life-changing, um, you know, as we were talking about, I can invest money in different, you know, things and um still have an ample amount set aside just to do whatever with um just as a unmarried person um no children it's it's just the opportunities that i have for myself but then for my future um everything just changes and you know um money i don't want to give too much power to money but money does create opportunities um and it's just about to create so much opportunities for my life right now. Because I think a lot of it actually has to come up with where money was one of the things that you thought about the most as a child. Like when you don't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it's um, especially in college, let's in the top three, like nationally, it's top three um, things that students worry about. Yeah. Um... And so now it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have to worry in that same way ever again. Yeah, ever again. Like, ever. Uh, I don't have to worry about... So I have a... Right now I have a 2005 Nissan Sentra with uh, 278,000 miles on it, right? So... Dad, you've um, gone places. Yeah, I've gone some <laughs> Now, the car was given to me back in summer 2016. 
uh, with 232,000 miles on it. So I'll put, what's that, 40,000 over three years. That's not bad. Mm-mm. No, that's but, um, good. Long story short, not long story short, but it has wear and tear on it. And um, there are things that I couldn't get fixed on it because I didn't have the money for it. Um, and I couldn't go to anybody to get that money. Um, and so every time, every single time I got in my car, you know, my shocks, if you know anything about cars, my shocks uh, need replacing. And so I'm riding around with free hydraulics because my car is bouncing <laughs> up and down every time, I, every time I hit the road. And, you know, that's a worry that I have or had every time I would get in my car. And I had to drive from Raleigh to Charlotte like that, bouncing, literally bouncing up and down and wondering, okay, am I going to make it? But fortunately, I have made it. And now I can get my car fixed. And that's just, it's something simple, but that's one less thing that I have to worry about, among other things. Um, I don't have to skip meals because, like, I'm trying to stretch a dollar. Um, You know, if I want some clothes i don't have to worry about like window shopping like i can go get it uh just simple things like that um transportation food shelter uh, my rent like you know i don't have to stretch out a a a a refund check you know i can live somewhere uh, in a nice neighborhood and don't have to worry about getting robbed or you know worse things getting shot or you know i because there, this money is affording me opportunities to change my lifestyle. And, um, you know, they say more money, more problems, but it's, it's more money, different problems. There will be different problems in the future, but I don't have to wor- worry about if my basic necessities are being met or is, is my car going to, uh, I don't know, break down on me, like stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think, too, I mean, we're talking about money, but actually it's a career. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, like what we're talking is the earning potential of a career and the low unemployment rate for that career. Yeah. And so that's the pieces that, you know, if someone wrote you a check for 20 grand and you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about, you know, rent or, you know, whatever for the next year. It's that with your earning potential, this is like long term. Long term. Yes. And so from... The stress, pain, um, tears shed. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cry now, but you know. Yeah, like the you know, like the like that feeling of going. I cannot do this. Yeah. And and then come out at the end saying, yeah, within like for five years investment. And I think you said you have like twenty grand in student loans. Yeah, about that. Yeah, about twenty-two. So it's like for you to pay twenty grand five years of your life to now have the earning potential that you have, like over a lifetime. Mm. So that amount of earning potential, and then compare that to the earning potential as if you just had a high school degree. Whew. So I mean, that's the pieces. Was it worth? The stress, you may not admit to tears, but no, I, 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 I will admit that I cried one time in my five years here, but it wasn't academic related. It was over, you know, some yeah. other stuff. But yeah. anyway, but um, it, it's like because I think you had said that there was a point where you were like, I can't do this. Like you were contemplating. Yeah, I was dropping out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I might mention that in the last episode. Yeah, but if I didn't mention it in the last episode, I mentioned it now. Um, I thought about dropping out, um, 
even in these past couple of years, um, I, I've thought about like dropping out. Like, what is this, what if this doesn't work? Um, and if I'd have done that, you know, I could have just like you were saying, the earning potential would have been a massive like I guess disparity between what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah, like yeah. yeah, forty hours at minimum wage is I think it's like over about fifteen grand. So five years, twenty grand of student loans, and you're making, you know, fifty plus more. For the rest of my life, like, mm-hmm. and you know, this is the lowest amount of money you'll ever make. Yeah, like what I'm about to make is, like, the lowest ever. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, it's only gonna go up from here as I advance in my career, um, and just like better conditions too. Like a lot of like. Ah, oh, ooh. <laughs> what are you it's thinking? Just, Tell us. It's just, it's just cra- Like it's just crazy. Um, you know, I'm gonna be in an office with air conditioning, and you know, the worst thing that I have to deal with is traffic or office politics. You know, I I don't have to deal with like, dang, uh, I'm I'm in this I'm in this manufacturing plant working third shift, and like. My toe hurts, but, you know, I don't have good, like, health insurance, so I got to keep going or, you know, like, stuff like that. Those are real problems, and, um, you know, I wish that no one had to go through those types of things, but sometimes people do. And if I were to drop out, you know, I would have had to deal with things like that. So my father, my father works, he's a manufacturing associate with the Plastics Corporation out in Houston, Texas. Um, He's been uh, working in that role for nearly 30 years um and he doesn't have a college degree so he can't advance so if you know anything about manufacturing there are like manufacturing associates like operators technicians um and the i guess uh i guess uh if you had to put a hierarchy on it they're not at the they're at the, the, the bottom and then you have your supervisors and then you have your um managers and you have your uh, i guess kind of presidents and then you, your CEOs um, so my dad's been working you know at the bottom for his entire career because he can't move up because he doesn't have a degree um, and so you know if he he likes to play basketball and I do too and if he hurts his elbow or he you know like really bad like you know he has to still work through those physical conditions um, as an operator as a technician um, and kind of work through that um, whereas, you know, if I'm, what I'm doing now, I'm in office and yeah, my elbow might hurt at, at work, but I don't have to still fight through a physical turmoil or physical pain. Like, you know, I can still get my job done, you know, without, like, without having to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, while making like literally thousands of dollars more, um, it's just simple stuff like that. Um, there are more responsibilities that come with this degree and this, uh, career, but, um, the rewards out, outweigh, you know, what I would be doing if I didn't have that. And, you know, I'm, I'm comparing it to simple things because, I mean, that's where I come from and that's what I could have gone back to had I dropped out or had I, uh, just not stuck the course, you know, um, just never give up, just, you know, this education, this degree is like really, really powerful, um, literally changes your life. Uh, it's, it's, 
<laughs> I'm just at a loss yeah. for words because I've done it and it's it's still so surreal. I only graduated a month ago. Um, it's it's just it's just insane, very insane. Um, it's just hard to put in terms. I might have to come back for a third episode, <laughs> and, you know, want some more eloquent and uh, explain it and uh, mm-hmm. more experience. But just right now, I'm just in a state of shock, like. Like how does this? How when we were going over statistics uh, yesterday, you know, it's I'm a black guy, uh, single parent household, low income, and like yeah, I have first a, generation, a first generation college student, and like I have a college degree, and now I'm doing things that uh, even some of my uh, other counterparts aren't, um, and it's just like it's just incredible. It's mm-hmm. just incredible. Yeah, and so that's the piece of, um, you know, that long-term payoff. So those days where you were, like, driving to Durham in the morning for your job and then coming back to do classes and then working on campus, too, I think you did. So it's like, what's one of the, I mean... Like, there was a couple of semesters there where you were, like, working ridiculous hours and trying to do well. Yeah, so uh, I uh, wasn't in Durham, but I was uh, going downtown Raleigh, um, like, early in the morning. Like, I was getting up, like, 5, 6 in the morning to get to downtown Raleigh. Um, Was it, like, 7 o'clock I was getting in? Um, I was working part-time with Duke Energy um, as a product. Or, excuse me, project management intern. Um, it, it was a good job, you know, good work experience, but was was still stressful trying to get up five six o'clock every morning, go get my hourly my hours in for that I guess part time slash internship role, and then after that come back, change clothes, get ready for class, um, and then come back to my dorm room after class and maybe eat lunch. Uh, some days I wouldn't. And then after that, study, and then go back to class. And then after all of that, had meetings to go to for, you know, things that I was involved with on campus. And uh, stay up late after that because I had a test to study for later that week. And then, you know, go back to work the next morning off like three, four hours of sleep, if that. And then repeat the same thing the next day for four straight days. Um four more days, so five days out the week. Um, and I remember, like, taking, uh, uh, like, energy boost, like Red Bull and five-hour energies, uh, bringing those to class to try to stay up and pay attention in class um, because I was just trying to manage everything at the same time. And, um, you know, I work hard, but, you know, just work hard but work smart. Do you, you know, because it's like, did you have choices or decisions that you could have made differently so that um, you didn't have to, like, work so much? So if I had to do it all over again um, and still have the same outcome that I had, if I had to, if I, if I could go back and change something or change things and still have the same outcome, um, I would have done, like, just one thing at a time. So... Uh, I probably would have still kept that uh, project manager internship uh, 
going with Duke Energy. Well, that probably um, helped you get the jobs. Right, because that, that's that that's that work experience, right? Mm-hmm. And that work experience, any like when you go on an interview for full time, like they're looking, they're they're asking you primarily about your work experience, not more so like your extracurricular stuff, right? Um, they want to know do you have you had work experience? Do you know how to conduct yourself in a corporate setting? What skills do you have? So I would have kept that. Um, still would have went to class, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't skip class, um, but. Uh, I wouldn't have been involved. I wouldn't have done everything at the same time. I would have done one thing at a time. So I probably would have done one thing per year. So like my freshman year, I might have would have gotten involved with an organization. Uh, my sophomore year would have stepped into a leadership role with an organization. Um, then that summer, get an internship. And then what happened for me, I got on part-time because I was in the area. Um, so I would have just worked with them part-time and not done any leadership extracurriculars. Um, and then the following year, maybe if I was still working with them, keep that same thing going or drop the part-time role, part-time gig and just work on, I don't know, research or something like that, or just one thing at a time. And over time, you know, your resume will kind of build up, uh, and you'll still get those same skills, but just like once at a time, you know, as opposed to everything at, um, at once what's the what's the term or phrase a jack of all trades but master of none right you know mm-hmm. um you know you got a lot uh, you got a lot of skills and you're scatterbrained in a lot of places when you're trying to do everything all at once but one you're burning yourself out as i did um you know wanting to drop out like seriously this is not like a feeling like i considered some options and you know working at you know, other places and you know but anyway um you don't burn yourself out trying to do everything all at once. I would have just did one thing at a time, uh, like I just laid out. Uh, leadership, and then advanced leadership, and then working, and then uh, maybe research, and then maybe, I don't know, something else, figure something else out. But focus on one thing at a time because you're, you know, it's a marathon and not a sprint. And, you know, if you do one thing at a time, at the end of the marathon, you'll still have all those same skills. Um and if not better, you know, they'll be more honed because you decide to focus on one thing at a time as opposed to having some skill and uh, having a lot of skill but having moderate skills in a lot of different things. Um, so that's what I would do different, just take it one thing at a time because that burnout is something real, mm-hmm. something real. So what stopped you from dropping out? Uh, the real- I mean, just focusing on, just really realizing the reality that mm-hmm. if I dropped out, like, um, I, it's just like we were talking about earlier, this, the disparity in potential career earnings, lifestyle differences. Um, it, and what, I had a goal, I mean, you know, to build wealth for this, it was bigger than me. Um, I mean, I could have, if it was, if it was up to me and I'm just, you know, living life for myself, right. Then I'm just like, all right, well, I don't need this degree. I can, just, I can make money, you know? Um, but I uh, wanted to do something different for myself uh, and for my family. None, nobody in my family, um, like what I was talking about before, I'm a first generation. Nobody has a college degree. Um, and so I wanted to create something new for my family uh, now, but also going forward and create opportunities for my children. Um, so things like that is, is, is why I didn't you know, drop out. I kept going because of that. Um, I have a dream to... Uh, help my mom pay off her house quicker 
Um, and she's always talked about, you know, paying off the house and the house that we have. We live in Charlotte, paying off that house and moving out into like a country area somewhere. She likes the country. I don't know. But I mean, with her current like situation, I mean, she won't be able to do that for a long time. So I uh, wanted to be able to put myself in a financial position, a career position so that I can pour back into her and the household so she can pay that off and then see her dream of, you know, having this house paid off, having it in her name owning something and then kind of expanding from there, you know, getting a house like she wants out in the country with a lot of land or something like that, you know. So um, things like that is, is, is why I, I kept going. Um, because, and that's like your motivations. There is like research to back that up in that um, with a college degree, one, you will never go back to earning minimum wage. You know, mm -hmm. you will, and your children will never go back. You know, that um, if your parent has a college degree, you're more likely to have a college degree. And um, and then exponentially, because if you're making six figures, then that means that um, you're going to have money for health care, um, education. Like we talked about, like extracurriculars, like your children will be able to be exposed and develop themselves a lot more than, you know. Yeah, I was able to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of things were, I'm fortunate to be here, but it was kind of rough getting here. Um, had a lot of hills and valleys. Um, I remember just, uh, I'm in this part of this organization called the Young Black Leadership Alliance back in Charlotte. Um, and there were, long story short, the whole thing about them is they're trying to create a new reality for african-americans um and so they highlight they take people they take african-americans in charlotte high start the program starts in high school they take african-americans in charlotte they have at least a 3.0 got good extracurriculars leadership going on for them etc and they try to build upon that um, build their leadership um things of that nature and i was fortunate enough in high school to be involved with them and still am involved as an ambassador um and but coming up there were leadership development opportunities with that program that I had to miss out on because we didn't have enough gas to go or go to the program or, you know, the program cost a little bit of money so we couldn't go. Like, you know, but for my kids now, you know, we're, we're going to be in Charlotte and if the program is still going on, which it will be because it's expanding tremendously, um, I'll have them involved in that program and they can be exposed to resources that I had times, you know, however you know however they expand and don't have to worry about uh you know finances and you know they can do they can run track and they can you know have the best um you know equipment and they can be involved in research at a young age and you know uh science what's well, science olympiad activities and you know different things like that like and not worry about you know the 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 side effects of, of being involved with that uh, the sacrifice because there won't be a sacrifice right so that potential that they, they have is just it's just incredible they have more opportunities than I had and I'm still here so their potential will be like whew. yeah I mean that's the piece where what's the actual worth of that degree so one the worth of it is you know earning potential and then you have the you know, other things that that brings. Um, but then you go into generations. Mm -hmm. So, yep. I mean, that degree is worth a lot 
of money, yeah, you know, or, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's worth or value. Yeah, it has a lot and, of value. And, and, and emotions and, and, uh, uh, family, like, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it just opens so much doors. I don't you even know. Like, I don't even know everything it opens yet, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got. I still got to go through it. But mm-hmm. um, it's just. Uh, I have. I have friends who are like middle class, and they have, you know, two parents in their household. And uh, I got one friend. She has a horse. Or <laughs> she got a couple. She has a couple mm-hmm. horses actually. I'm like, yo, you got horses? <laughs> you know, and she so she can go in the backyard and play with some horses, like. And that's crazy, like, cause the horses, that's it's just an experience that she has, um, and it afforded her to, you know, she doesn't, she's not doing that now, but it's by choice. But she wanted to be a veterinarian, um, but you know, her parents provided that opportunity for her because they both have degrees and, you know, good careers, and so they had the opportunity to have a horse. I mean, and so you know, because of that, she likes animals, and you know, well, one day. Uh, pursue a career in that type of field you know she's doing stuff different now but um and if she want to go on a horseback ride she can i mean she if she fall <laughs> off she got good health insurance so <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. you know and, she, yeah. and then you can risk more too because you have more at your disposal more resources it's just things like that mm-hmm. um yeah because it's expensive to be poor you know what i've never heard that phrase but that is gold it is expensive to be poor that's that's powerful right there because it is expensive to be poor because everything costs money that you don't have but you gotta like have it because you gotta live so you know for instance i mean buying food if you're poor you don't have enough money to buy food but you gotta buy food because you gotta live so that's expensive Mm -hmm. you know like i was talking about earlier like we were trying to we we didn't have money for mcdonald's but i mean we still had to get food it, you know, so mm-hmm. that's just and that's just basic stuff. And like, you know, your car. I mean, you know, you we live in North Carolina, so you you gotta have a car. We don't live in like New York or you know up north, but they have a lot of good public transportation. Well, you know, or you can walk the block or what. Like everything is far here, so you have to have a car, and that's expensive. You know, even if you get a cheap car, like a cheap car, that car probably has some like problems with it, and you gotta pay to get it fixed, you know, and then if you pay to get it fixed, and you pay the cheap way, then, you know, that, probably, that part of whatever you put on it is probably going to break down soon, and then you got to pay somebody else or, you know, to do it again, or you go to a higher quality person, and they cost more money, and it's just a cycle, and yeah, it is, ex- what'd you say, it's expensive to be poor? Mm-hmm. I got to, like, <laughs> tweet that or something <laughs> I gotta tweet that or something I gotta steal that yeah 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 and give you credit um no I didn't think of it it's it's already out there oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> people yeah um well it's one of those things where it's like you know common knowledge mm. you know cause it's like you lived it but then it's you know researchers are putting a name to it well know, so. I, I it's common knowledge among the poor that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like. But if you're talking to, so for instance, so it's oh, not man. like a new concept to you. Yeah, to me, the yeah. words are just like that. There was a, a statement that um, sums that all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I talked to some of my, I was talking about my middle class friends or whatever, and I'm like, 
they'll say things like, oh, man, I'm broke. I'm like, you ain't broke. You know, not trying to, mm -hmm. uh, uh, not in a sense of, like, trying to, like, oh, I'm broker than you, you know, like, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. uh, champion that or, like, be proud of that. But just really kind of trying to put them on game and really have them understand, like, you are not broke. Like, you know, you might not, you might be budgeting your money that you have, you know, and you don't want to go over your budget, but you're not broke. Being broke is not even having a budget because you don't have money to budget. You just, whatever money you get, you just use it to survive, um, mm -hmm. like literally. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's like there's yeah. different levels of being broke. No, there's only one level. <laughs> no, there's only so one level of being broke. people just misuse the term. Yeah, people misuse it. Uh, people misuse it, misunderstand it. And, you know, a lot of times people want to identify with a struggle. That's just a cultural thing now for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, but it's okay not to struggle. Like, live your best life. Like, you know, it's okay not to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but people, I don't know, want to struggle. But um, being broke is... I'm, my definition, right? Here we go. Eric Graham never broke again. I was broke, so I'm never broke again, right? Boom. So, uh, my definition so tell of us being what broke, broke is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was saying before, the resources that you have become depleted because you have to sum them up. You have to, uh, uh, you have to uh, utilize them for necessity, and so you can't uh, even afford to budget. Um, you just have to kind of survive with your resources. Whereas not being broke is you actually being able to utilize your resources and use those resources to get ahead. Being broke, you can't even get ahead unless something like a degree or an outside source like gets you out of that cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the piece too is like being broke so that you um, skip meals Mm -hmm. Or like you were saying, um, you know, this week you had bought what a pizza to last you yeah. three days, or yeah, like so that you were eating like four dollars a day. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. So, um, which like that and that is not nutritious, right? No, but it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but is that only one meal a day, right? Uh, I was able to spread it out to two. Mm -hmm. Um. Because it was this big dinner box. Okay, I want the Pizza Hut. But uh, it's designed for a family, but um, I had it for myself, and I just spread it out, the resources, over a couple of days. Like, I divided it so I can have it for four to five days. Um, and that's that's one of the aspects of being broke, is that you have to plan that out. Yeah. So it's like, how can you spread out $25 for five days mm -hmm. or four days? Like, most people don't have to think about that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's not healthy, but at, it's at its minimum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at its minimum, it's sustenance. So that's how you survive sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes fast food is cheaper than... Yeah, it's the unhealthy food. Yeah, is the unhealthy food is cheaper, and it's less time-consuming. Um, it takes time to cook. And sometimes being, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't have time to do that stuff. So. So you have to take that lesser route and just buy the pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, and I don't know if you want to uh, mention Snap about applying for that or oh, not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please, like, if you qualify, 
please apply because there's no shame in using your resources like none you know people want to so what are we talking about all right yeah we talk yeah. we're talking about food stamps if you qualify for food stamps which is now snap which is now yeah, yeah, snap yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but you know mm-hmm. everybody you know, mm-hmm. you know if you qualify for that get them because that's free money for food i i bought the pizza box because i was I, my turn for food stamps was up um I just graduated, and you know, that's another story. But no, I could, I got time. Yeah. So, you know, you can renew your food stamps. You know, because um, you get like I think three, three to six months worth. Uh, then if you still need them, renew them. Um, but I didn't renew mine because I knew I was graduating and knew I was going to get a job eventually. So I'm at the kind of tail end of my my food stamp. So that's why I got the the pizza box. Mm-hmm. Um, and did, so, oh, but 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 if you but if uh, but that's that's you know side note. But if you qualify for food stamps, you know you get. I got what was it? I want to say a hundred ninety-two dollars a month, uh, just to go towards food, and I, it's just me, you know. So, um, and I'm not that big of a guy. So, and then they roll over every month. So let's say you, you know you. Uh, Got $192 on this card, this food stamp card. Or, I'm sorry, SNAP card. Yeah. Um, supplemental Nutrition Assistance, Assistance Program. Program card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the government. Um, and they give you, you know, $192, and you don't use it all that month. Or the next month, they give you $192 more, and it rolls over. So let's say you use, like, because it, it's, um, they just deposit it onto, like, a debit card. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, just a debit card. Yeah, debit card. card yeah. yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's even more money. It's just free food. Money so, for, yeah, free, free, well, it's not free food, but it's free resources for you. Right. To get food so you don't have to use your income. So. The little bit that you get. Yeah. So what were your meals, how were your meals different when you had snap versus this last four days? Oh yeah, so I was eating good. Um, I was able to get you know chicken, and I was able to eat healthier, so um, I could afford to get like actual chicken. And if I I want sometimes I want to get like organic chicken, which is like you know healthier. So um, I had like full course, well, full, like meat, Wait. vegetables, starch, like in every meal. Um, so one meal, I mean, I, I just, I kept it basic cause it was quick, you know, I'm in school studying. So I would just make chicken, like baked chicken, um, whatever vegetables and then some rice. Right. Um, but I was able to do that and meal prep that, um, over a course of a week or, you know, however long, um, a lot of times I would, uh, like make spaghetti and I would have like extra snacks that I can take with me, you know, to school. So if I got hungry, like I can just have those. Um, whereas now. You know, the only thing I had was that pizza box. And so, um, you know, I didn't even have any, I couldn't even afford any, like, because I was stretching this last little bit before I started this job. I couldn't even afford to get extra snacks. So I just had the meals and that was it. So on the snap card, I mean, I was getting snacks, juices, um, uh, uh, those water, like those cases of water bottles, any like meats that I wanted. Um, I even got like supplemental. Was a supplemental uh, uh, nutrition stuff, so like 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 those uh, protein shakes, yeah, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like and those are expensive, um, mm-hmm. so I was able to get all of that and still have funds left over. Um, I was like a kid in the candy store. I was like, okay, well, I can get all of this. So, mm-hmm. so did you notice a difference between 
like energy levels, mood, academics, etc. Oh yeah. When you, uh, while being on that snap card versus mm-hmm. not, yeah. I mean, I didn't have to worry about using my money, you know, for food. Um, I had somebody else's money that gave me. I had the government's supplemental nutrition assistance program's money um, that they afforded me to use, and I didn't have to worry about where my next meal was going to come from because I had the resources to go get it. And I was eating healthier, so that all plays a role in your mood and your body and things like that. I'm not going to class hungry. I don't have to. Um, and I'm putting healthier things into my body, and so my energy and my morale uh, is it's different. And um, I've actually lost a little bit of weight uh, since I've not used that uh, those, nutri- those nutrients. And I'm already skinny, um, so... I've lost a little bit of muscle just because I haven't been able to eat as much protein um, because I've been, like, like stretching out my meals. Um, so, you know, the, the, the those, yeah, like you said, the your energy, your morale, and even uh, your physical body, like, it, it, it changes um, with and without those resources. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, like, the benefits of using snap if you apply outweigh like the stigma like did you experience with snap in college did you were you stigmatized were you discriminated against so i personally there is a stigma um that if you have these if you have snap if you have food stamps right Oh, you're broke, you're poor, you ain't got nothing, you know, yada, yada, yada. So a lot of people don't want to get them or don't want to show that they have them. But uh, I personally, to forget that, um, and was very proud that I had that because I was very proud that I was overcoming that stigma and using my resources for a better quality of life, at least in the short term. Okay, like, you know, I know that I don't have a lot of money, so... I have a resource to get that and keep myself, you know, healthy. And I don't have to, I don't have it, it's a, like I said, people glorify a struggle and, and you don't have to do that. And, uh, like I said, I, I, I championed that and encourage other people to like I'm doing now get, get your snap benefits if you qualify. Um, mm-hmm. because it does nothing but help you. I mean, if people want to pick on you about it, then so be it. I mean, it, that's just on them and that's just their um ignorant mentality mm -hmm. i mean just to be blunt about it um that's just you know if you want to stay behind and struggle because you you know there's there's glory in that for you then okay but um this there is something about somebody who knows that they are at a disadvantage and um wants to utilize their resources to get ahead or at least be on par so do that. Mm-hmm. So the SNAP program that you qualified for is specifically for college students. And so it's college students that live off campus and or. So they either have a work-study job or they work an average of 20 hours per week. So that's the piece where you're not taking any benefits away from anybody else because it's specifically for college students. And a report came out uh, two or three years ago, and it found like over millions of dollars worth of SNAP benefits were left 
un, um, on, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, unused, um, in North, just by North Carolina college students. So it's like, you're just leaving money on the table. You're not. Don't do that. Leaving money on the table. If you listen, if you listening to this right now, Eric Graham never broke again said, if you qualify for snap, go get it. That's. Sarah, you just literally said it. You just said it. Literally millions of dollars, like just sitting in front of you, because either you're unaware or you don't want to, you know, go. Uh, you don't want to endure the stigma of you know being poor or broke or go get you some money. Go get you some food. All right. Don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't go get you some food. You know, don't be hungry out here just because somebody, man. Get this money. Use this resource. Please. Like, just for yourself, but for me, too. Like, goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. If I, if, and we're talking, you know, this is designed, this program, this this program that I apply to is designed specifically for SNAP, for college students. Food is important. You know, sometimes people, oh, you don't have to eat. No, food is important. It helps your overall, like, well-being. I mean, literally your physical body, but the emotional um, enhancement that comes along with it um, and and even your mental capacity I mean you know I find myself to be a little bit smarter when I'm not hungry or when I'm eating better you know uh, mm-hmm. I can afford vitamins and stuff like that like please use your resources and you know let's get that number that millions of dollar number on the table decreased to zero because mm-hmm. um, this stuff is really out here for it's designed for you mm-hmm. so use it it's for you. So. Yeah, exactly. TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about student support services at NC State.